Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Yishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from our sukkah. That's right, I am inside the sukkah, and I'm joined by who else but Maka Fleischer. Maka, shalom, and welcome to the show, and shalom, and welcome to your sukkah. My sukkah, Moadim Simcha. Awesome. You're supposed to say the thing. Chagim Uzmanim Lassasun. There's a whole thing. I was just talking to your sister, Yishai, on the phone. And we were laughing about all the different things you're supposed to say between Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot. First, it's Kativa Vachatima Tova, right? You should be written and signed in a for a good uh, year. Then it's Chag Sameach. Then it's Moadim Lesimcha, and you do not say Moadim Lesimcha. Gmar Chatima Tova. Gmar Tova, right? Or Gmar Tova. Then you're supposed to go to people after the Chag. You're supposed to go Moadim Lesimcha. Like like times of happiness. Not after the Chag, in the, in the intermediary days. In the Cholamoid, during yeah. the days between uh, the first day of Sukkot and, the, and Shemini Yetzirah. Go, Moadim Simcha, days of happiness. And then you don't go, yeah, you too, Moadim Simcha. No. No. You go, Chagim Uzmanim Sason, holidays and times of, how do you say Sason? Like, Joyousness. Joyousness. Yeah. Like, and that's what you're supposed to say. Gaiety. Also, you're supposed to say to people now, Pitka Tova. No, that's only on on, on Hoshana Rabbah. You don't say it now? No. Only now on we're Hoshana. not saying anything about anybody's notes. No. Pitka Tova is have a good note, or you say in Yiddish, good kvittel. Should have a good, good kvittel. Good kvittel. Oh, a good, a, should be a good note. A good note. Pitka Tova. Yeah. That's yeah. You have a lot of things to say. There's a lot of like things you're supposed to say. A lot you can of get secret handshakes. Yeah. Around here in Judea. Speaking of which, we shook the lulav and esrog, the etrog this morning, the and also during uh, during uh, the first day. That was really nice. Do you, do you know those those? Uh, we didn't go nuts this year. Uh, there have been some years where we bought like a set of lulav and etrog for everybody. You know that car Citron C four. There's like a Citron, it's a French yeah. car, and it's called like C four, and it's the like Citron. Shaped, the Citron, the Citron, and then it's like it's called C four or Van Gogh sometimes. Yeah, and it's shaped like a big Etrog, and sometimes it comes in this like lime, in yellow, lime yellow, and it's just those a driving Etrog. You know, you ever see those cars around here? <laughs> I love that car. I don't think you see it much in America. I want to make a brach on it. No, you don't see it in in America. I don't think you see Citron at all in America ever. Yeah, Never. that's true. No. But anyway, here we are. We're in Judea. Uh, you may or may not be able to hear like radical winds blowing through the hills of Judea right now. Right, gale force winds are attacking our. Right, I don't mean that. I don't mean radical winds as like a metaphor. I mean like <laughs> it's super windy. You don't mean like Ilhan Omar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's just a lot of wind up in here. Yeah, there's a lot of wind in our schach. Everybody say that together. If you say this right. You have stepped very far towards coming closer to the Jewish people. Say schach. 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 If you can say schach, then you have you have really then you can come to our sukkah. That's right. You have really you've you've you don't even have to say modim simchach manim sason. You can just say how's your schach? Okay, our schach is is right now uh, fine, but it is being. Yisha is the schach police. I'm the schach master. He's been, I, I've been like chilling in the sukkah, doing stuff on Twitter, being on my phone, and I look up and Yisha is like with like hawk eyes staring up because oh. of the radical winds yeah <laughs> and just like anything that moves he's like tie it down yeah. well he's up on he's been you've been up on a ladder for like 45 minutes today well, I, I forgot the term but like there's a term of it's like harmonic resonance if if a certain wave starts going through you've seen like bridges you know they have many videos on on youtube when bridges collapse and stuff yeah. like that when a certain 
frequency yeah. of of waves mm-hmm. attacks your thing it, at first it may seem mild but it but it lends to like a complete destruction and the jewish sch- physicists feel free to write in right and i just talk want- about the the schach harmonic resonance harmonic resonance yeah. and the time lapsing amount do- of wind in simple terms that I you w- need in order for a little flap of schach to turn into total destruction yeah, mayhem mayhem okay <laughs> I, and i i don't want no radical winds Suck it down you know what i mean so i tie it down with some conservative tyings so that the radical <laughs> winds won't won't, won't attack destroy it. that's right wow it is a metaphor after all yeah uh, and today is, we're recording this on Wednesday, day, Wednesday, which is the day in, 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 uh, in outside of the land of Israel, it is where Orthodox Jews keep a second still day. Still partying. Yeah, still partying as, as though it's the first day, the second day. And we are here, but we have chosen, due to your mini sniffles. Yes, I caught a cold, which is practically illegal in today's day and age. <laughs> No, it practically doesn't exist. No, it's, it's like, like it's scary. You've been also looking at me with this like, I'm like we should have written a will. No, and I'm just like well, I really is, just have a cold. That is not. I how do I've not have corona. That is not. I do not. I do not think. I do not see it that way. I just. I want to know if I have to treat you in a certain way because I like. I like. Yeah, I've been like, how's that coffee smelling? Yeah, you're like, do you smell? I'm like, yes, you smell bad. No, that's how I know. No. And, Just and, kidding. That and, didn't happen. And I don't. It, 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 we do have, by the way, a neighbor who yes. is now who is now whose uh, daughter tested positive for coronavirus, right. but only because she just had to be tested for some reason, and then they found out. Right. We and, sure do hope that all of you out there listening are feeling healthy, and that nobody is very sick with with coronavirus or any other thing. And you know, we make jokes about this stuff, and I know that for some period people it's not funny, but we're trying to keep a lighthearted approach to these things and well, to you, keep you say on some living. people but a lot of people yeah are either a today here in israel we have a fourth spike a fourth wave so that's that one true? yeah we're in a fourth wave malka it's it's like full on well, fourth how wave. many gale force winds do we need until the whole thing is knocked down well that's first is that we have a serious fourth fourth wave here and there's some you know a lot of people are being uh you know found to be sick or and there's and there's a big spike and people who are hospitalized so that's one. And two, and I'm surprised you don't know that because you used to be the numbers person. I mean, excuse me, I do I do check the news and I'm very interested and I still go to the World Health, uh, Health Organization website just about every day, really, to check the numbers and see what's going on, like particularly in the United States and in Israel. Sometimes I check their numbers for a place that they call Palestine. I don't know. But I check the numbers to see. What do you mean? What's wrong with Palestine? I've been there. Palestine, Texas, you mean? Yeah, well. Is that what you're talking no, about? No, that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I've been but, there. Uh, but I checked to see what like what's going on in the world vis-a-vis uh, the numbers given to the World Health Organization. Right. And I thought that I was on top pretty much of what's going on. And that is why I did not see that it looks like that we have a fourth wave. I mean, it seems like the numbers are, you know, they go a little bit up, a little bit down. It just seems like we're in the middle of like a constant. I don't think you've read. Of I don't think you've read today's J post. Oh no! Because because uh, I I got the. Uh, Is that where you got the low down the down low? Yeah, and it was my friend Pinchas who sent it to me, and uh, anyway, it's definitely definitely a spiky feeling. And I also opened up the Israel Hayom, and the Israel Hayom was talking about how doctors heads heads of divisions, of Corona wards are like 
we we cannot manage. We do not have enough echo machines. We do not have the stuff. ECMO. ECMO, excuse me. Those heart and lung machines. Right, heart and lung, that's right. We Shalom don't... needs Sarek. None amen, of you amen. should ever need that. Right, we do not have enough of this, and we are deciding between people. Horrible. And so, and so, like... I was talking to a sciencey person today on the phone, and that person, who will remain nameless, was like, why haven't the politicians gone, whoa, guys, you see this fourth wave? Here's what we got to do. Open a new hospital. Apparently, it's been some very long time in Israel since the last time a hospital was open. Yeah. And there's a lot of complaints that go around around here about how it's like there's not that many seats at medical schools. There's not that many right. medical schools um, and and Jewish, nice Jewish boys and girls who want to be doctors go to like Italy, go to Hungary, go to the United States, go Jamaica. to other places to get medical degrees because right. there's not enough um, medical programs. And then even if there were medical programs, there's not enough like medical jobs in Israel, which is interesting because there's like a very developed um, national health care system, which I have to say that my personal experience so far, and I'm Baruch Hashem, a pretty young, pretty healthy person, has been a good experience overall. I would I would give it a thumbs up. Right. Um, nonetheless, there's, you know, complaints that we need to do, be doing more. Yes, I agree with you very much. Uh, there's also, as I talked about on the last time I recorded, uh, affirmative action towards Arabs and disaffirmative action towards Jews to get into these places. And so, and so we have a big problem that for some reason our country has decided that we need more Arab doctors and less Jewish doctors. And these, it's just, well, just to create a f- what they want to say is fair. Yes. Yeah. Fairness. Bottom line. Yeah. But there's, and that's exact. you know, we were having a discussion uh, here on Shabbat and uh, you and I had a slight disagreement or a slight Which different take. Which was that? Uh, you said that there's going to be, that it's leading towards, the situation is leading towards some kind of conflict, some kind of war here in Israel, a type of civil war between the, or tension. I didn't say that. We were talking about believers versus non-believers. Oh, somebody said, someone brought up a nice, calm, calm discussion topic at the sukkah table, one of our guests, and they said, what do you think, if there was going to be a civil war, what would be the two sides? Isn't that nice? Isn't that a nice little thought? think about over Sukkot, Sukkot Shalom and all that. Yeah. Bring They're it like, all together. Oh, okay. Well, let's, let's, let me chew my brisket, which turned out awesome. Your brisket was great. Thanks. It was, it was, it was. I made baklava also, my best baklava ever. OMG, it was amazing. Yeah, I'll be happy to share that recipe with whoever wants you. You, you email Ishai at ishaifleischer.com. Yeah, you email me. You say me. you want Malka's recipe for baklava and yeah. I will hook you up. I also made a really good mocha cake. That was excellent. I also tried this thing that I saw on Pinterest called accordion potatoes. Any of you people on Pinterest? It looked or like TikTok? something you get in Thailand on the street. It I was like you put it on a stick and you have to chop it a certain way. I would give it a solid D minus. I want to say that you had some epic successes in terms of food. Yeah. Uh, the four the aforementioned brisket. Yeah, the brisket. The uh, mocha cake. And what was the other thing? Baklava was very Baklava good. Baklava was very good. Then there were a few things that were a good. Like what? Like the the like the Oh, you look <laughs> like you want to sweat right now. Go ahead. No, no, like the pineapple chicken was good. The kids liked it. Yeah. They did like Speaking it. Speaking of spikes, spike protein, we got those pineapples are very spiky on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. And is that a metaphor? I don't know. You know, because if I had a heavy metal band, I might call it spiky pineapple. Yeah, I don't know. No. Doesn't have work. a good ring. It didn't work. No. 
Um, but I would I would call a raw heavy metal band Spike Protein. Yeah, Spike Protein. Or a guy, one of the guys Could at, be an album. on the band. No, one guy in the band. His name is Spike Protein. Um, I want to say to you, speaking of Spike Protein. Wait, but I wanted to say, oh. you were talking about, so back to the, the thing that we were chewing over at the at the table. Yes. You we were talking about oh, yes. what would Israel's civil war be? Hmm. Mm, isn't that nice? So you said. So I said I think it would be between believers and non-believers. Right, generally speaking, believers. Kind of like the Maccabee stuff. Right. Like who is Mila Shem Eli? Right. Like whoever is the person who wants to go in like the Torah way, the Hashem way. Right. And whatever that's, so I I consider that to be a very wide spectrum of people actually. But um, but nonetheless, I thought it was between those and the people who are not interested in. In Hashem being part of our country. Right. And I said that I I beg to differ just a little bit. And it's obviously, you know, six of one half dozen of the other, a similar thing. I said the real tension in our beloved country today is between those people who want a Jewish state and those people who believe in a more globalist, Euro style, universal. universal, you know, uh, uh, so so-called democracy. By the way, I told my mom, I said to her, what does the words Jewish and democratic really mean? Uh, Here's the answer. Jewish and democratic means Jewish and Arab. That's really what it means. When, when, when they say Jewish and democratic, what they mean is empower Arabs equally to the Jews. That's what some people mean. That's not what everyone That's means. what it means when they say it. Okay, It does not mean that all the Jews get to vote on something. It means that, that they're going to universalize and empower this place and make it into uh, um, a multicultural blah 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 blah, and where where really people like myself, Jewish nationalists, want to see a Jewish state here, not because we don't like Arabs. There's nothing to do with it. God bless the Arabs. They have they have 22 countries, as I always tell them. Allah loves you, right? Allah loves you. But like this happens to be this small parcel happens to be a Jewish protectorate, and that's exactly I think I think that's the fault line. The fault line is: Do you want a Jewish protectorate? A Jewish state, a Jewish national state that's meant to help the Jewish people flourish. Not to the detriment, but not to the benefit of others. It's meant to first and foremost protect and promote Jewish welfare in this region. And that's what it's meant to do. Just like the other states are Arab states or Muslim states. Do you think it'll be a more ethnic? You think it would, not will. You think it would theoretically be a more ethnic fight than a religious fight no because you just said no 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 no. it's between jews who are globalist universalists hellenists that the type of way of thinking But you're saying kind of that people who want it to be a jewish ethnic state a jewish national state state. because i want to tell you I've, i've 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 amended my thinking a little bit after a conversation with one of my mental uh mentors which is yoram chazoni okay tell a nation, the dominant ethnic group here is the Jewish people. That's right. certain. So far. But nationally speaking, if you've got Druze, let's say, who are with you, they become part of your nation. They become part of your uh, nation. So, so when I you say- think so? Yes. When I say a, a, a Jewish national you state- You think they're part of our nation? What is nation? Oh, what is nation? It's a tricky thing. But it does not mean part of like your ethnic the Jewish religious tribe. group, right? It's not. It's not exactly tribe, but it's al- it's allies of right within your state. Your state is an ethnic national state, meant to be a place for 
your peoplehood. Yeah. But there are other people who are part of the nation, other Israelis. Okay. Isn't that Jewish and democratic? No. Because what they when they say Jewish and democratic, what they mean is erode the Jewish national character of the state, equalize the Palestinian, Arab, Muslim, and other whatever visions of what it's supposed to be, and undermine the Jewish dominance and the Jewish idea and the Jewish culture and the Jewish thing. They, they mean that we have two equal narratives. They're both true. Israel's in Israel-Palestine. The flag will be changed. The Hatikva will be changed. Something... No, but that's not what Jewish and democratic means. That right. is no, just that, a that's, one-year that's a, state. That's what I'm yeah, saying. As soon as you change the flag, change the tikva, change all this stuff, it's not, that's, you know, it's moving away what, from Jewish. Correct. But that's what I'm saying that they actually mean. It's not, the words don't are not defined like that, but that's what's happening. They want to undermine the Jewish aspect of it and to minimize it, minimize it, minimize it. And in the meantime, raise up this other narrative and this other thing. And, and, and in many ways, they're succeeding. And then there was a poster at the entrance of Jerusalem. There were like Jews and Arabs, this big, 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 giant poster. And it said, our futures are, are intertwined together, something like that. But it wasn't that like th- these other folks are going to be part of the you know, Israeli vision and understand that they're part of a Jewish state. No, it's like, no, 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 no. It's, we're, we're like, we're accepting of the fact that it's no longer, it's, it's a watering down of our identity. That's the bottom line. It's a watering down of our identity. There are people that don't need to water down. Many times I've met with Palestinians who say to me, Ishai, I want to serve in your army. I want my son to serve in your army. And I, and I, and I want him to be a police officer in your, in your state. And we don't need your citizenship because I understand that, that what we need is your residency. Because these people understand that, that we, we need a Jewish national state here. They want to be part of it as Ger Toshav, as a resident alien. And not to take over the whole thing. A Druze who loves Israel, understands that it's a Jewish state, understands that he's a minority, wants to stay. Well, you know, I, I, in theory, I, I, can, I can agree with you. And yet I remember that when Israel was passion, passing the nation state law and really identifying Israel as a Jewish state, like in pretty basic terms also, not in, or, you know, not in any kind of supremacist way just saying israel's a jewish state and you know here's our flag and it's a jewish star and we got a menorah and like the stuff like pretty basic stuff that like every first grade jewish kid in american jewish day school knows to be true right then the druze were very upset no not all the druze some of the druze and those that were upset to me are the type of people that are like maybe you're not part of my nation so but but you know, I don't know if you did a poll or whatever. I don't know if these were a minority or majority, but like in this generation could be like this and next generation could be like that. Correct. Problem. That's that's that I agree with you. That's why that's why I think you, know, you could say these these also these Arabs who come to you and say we just want residency, their grandchildren may not feel that way. That is why I I totally agree with you and I think it's a great question. And that's why I actually believe that Gentiles, non-Jews that live in this country and gain citizenship in the country should not be able to pass that on automatically to the next generation. Every next generation of Gentile, Arabs, Druze, etc., should have to swear allegiance, prove their loyalty, and apply for citizenship. And they may have, uh, you know, they may have a um, 
a better standing because they come from a family that uh, that 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 brings them up right, and likely that they'll they'll get it. Also, I wonder what citizenship for non non Jews is in general. I, I wonder maybe citizenship is like to me like like Puerto Rican citizenship, where you're like you're a citizen of the United States, but the the people that you don't vote for the president and the people that you vote for for Congress are non voting members. So you have a bill of rights. You are definitely a citizen. You can fly in an American passport, but there's certain limitations on how you effectuate the 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 outcome of the country. So there's limitations because again, it's because it's a Jewish state, and we're not really interested in giving you a chance to undermine it. And we see that actively all the time in the Knesset members, and most of the Arab Knesset members, not all, but most of them who are really antithetical to Israel, who are Palestinian in their identification, meaning to say they don't. They think that the occupation began in 1948, which is my giveaway for you actually don't believe in Israel. That's how I test them on, on, on Twitter. They're like, I'm just as Israeli as you are. I'm like, I'm like, when did the occupation start? Do you believe it started in 1948? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, so you don't believe in a Jewish state. You just have its citizenship. Um, yeah, we, we went down the rabbit hole a little bit there, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting to go down there all the way. I wanted to pull back out, Malka, and tell you that a good friend of mine passed away last week, uh, not from COVID, uh, but from uh, frailty and other things. And he was a great, great artist. His name was Baruch Nachshon. Uh, and just this morning, I opened up a random Chabad book of pictures. And there he was uh, at 770 um, in the 80s. Uh, and he was, he was an amazing artist. And we're featuring one of his great paintings right here in our Sukkot today. <clears throat> Actually, we have more than one. And I just want to honor the yes. um, the great work of Baruch Nachshon. Well, this is being here in the sukkah is a really good time to do that, Yisha, because we bring in the the Ushpizin. That's right. We I, bring in the great souls. I wanted to do that with you, Maka. I wanted to actually do this thing where we do like today's the day of Yitzchak, right? right Yesterday Yitzchak was and Rivka. I wanted to do this thing that we like bring in some of our friends that passed away. That's nice, friends, family. But I don't want it to be weird, you know? Like I don't want to go seance here, right? Right. I, well, I, yeah, you just, just want to bring in like something nice. our friend Leah Goldman, Light. you know, my friend Adi Stanley, who I always remember, my friend. My mother, your, your father. Mother, that's right. Grandparents. Come on in. Yeah, come, come on, on down. Come on in, everybody. You come on in. My friend Gil, you know, just uh, bring him down into the sukkah to join us here. You know, and, and uh, there's something magical about a sukkah that's otherworldly, and it has this power of, of kind of, uh, you know, you know, at the end of uh, Star Wars, the, the original trilogy, like you, you see like all the, the folks who passed away. And they Sorry, kind of, I kind of have cannot a glow. speak to that. Okay, well, I'm not bringing in Obi-Wan Kenobi in here, but I am saying that it would be nice to, to see all of our friends. Right, it's a good place away. to remember people. Yeah. Because uh, they're partying. They get to party too. Yeah. For Sukkot. That's right, and there, there. It was well done in Star Wars because you just see them kind of glowing and. Speaking happy. of partying on Sukkot, I want to say that that um, with all the Corona stuff, and we talked about it, and it's like we can't even get through a single show pretty much without talking about What's it. It's the big issue of our time. Dude? It is a big issue. I just wanted to say that this Sukkot so far, and it, we're just barely into it, has been one of the nicest Sukkots in a long time, and mm. not because, not because it has been so uh, incredibly eventful. But because it's just nice, you know, we had guests. We had guests at both of the meals on Chag. And with God's help, we're going to be guests uh, today. And we're going to go to Bezrat uh, Hashem, to Yerushalayim, and to Hebron tomorrow. And we're not doing, we don't have any, like, great big plans. 
but it just feels a lot more like we're like getting together and we're doing stuff right. and we're you know living more yeah. than in the past few years and so i know that there's still a bunch of uncertainty and we're all you know just trying to keep it together and be healthy and you know you your uh, your sister's son just went into be dude for the third time quarantine. he's 3 3 mm. he just went into quarantine for the third time in like 2 weeks or some kind of no since Rosh Hashanah since Rosh Hashanah he's been in be dude 3 times i mean it's just it's so wild right at the same time i think a lot of people are just like getting out a little bit more and seeing people a little bit more and these are all things that evidently we really have to yeah. not take for granted that's right and i think maka in part it's also because i i think first thing i i have to laud our current government which is not my favorite government but i have to say they have not done closures so far and that's been great the other thing is I think people are more used to the concept of living with this thing. Right. And so you're not freaked not out as much anymore. Not quite as terrified. Yeah, no, it's just you're not as freaked out. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and the question of if the vaccines are working or not, I will leave for all of you in I your I mean, they seem to be working there. to some measure, right? Like, are they a panacea which has saved everybody from everything? Absolutely just, not. But, yeah. like, have, have they probably saved a whole lot of lives? I, I think so. Yeah, but there's also a weird coincidence, which is that Israel, being one of the number one percentage of, of vaccinated, vaccinated people, countries, also has plenty of people with yeah. coronavirus so it's, it's a little who bit are also have been vaccinated. Right, it's a little strange. Including, uh, I heard, I heard a story recently of a couple who was in bed for four days after getting their third vaccine. Yeah, they got coronavirus after their third vaccine. Yeah, How uh, do you like the that? website for Baruch Nachshon's art is nachshonart.com. I want everybody to check it out. Nachshonart.com, very beautiful. Uh, and I love his art, and I miss him very dearly. He was a good friend. And one of the founders uh, of the modern reborn Jewish community of Hebron, a Chabadnik, and also a super courageous man. And, uh, of course, he would not be anywhere without his amazing wife, Sarah. May she have a continued long life. Uh, so check out nachshonart.com. Uh, speaking of vaccination, no, speaking of quarantine. Yes. There is a group of people in the American Congress who would love to quarantine, and that is isolate Israel. Yes, boo. They are known as the Jihad Squad, okay? <laughs> and the Jihad Squad, uh, Kasia Cortez, um, that's AOC, and uh, Tlaib, Rashida Tlaib, and um, Ilhan. Ilhan Omar. First thing, first thing I want to say, hats off to you gals. They are awesome. They right, are not. They are totally a squad. They are a squad, and they have it going on in the bad guy sense. Right. Like, you know, in the movies, it's a lot easier to have it going on in the bad guy sense. Still though, though still though, you know, when you have a villain who's like got it yeah, going on, you're like, you're like oh yeah, that super villain, bad powers. Yeah, and it's like it's like these like three ladies, and they've got some kind of like mechanism. Well, there's uh, there's Presley. What's her name? Also, I know. Does she get to be in the squad? I, I, Isn't she? I, she's is she like a guest star don't know yes sometimes she appears in in one of the in one of the episodes but more importantly is that these guys are powerful in their efficacy and especially in their reach of young people and their social media prowess really they're impressive they're impressive in some ways to me Uh, of course i detest and loathe them and think that they are you know the 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 danger to the future of uh, humanity still Uh, (laughs) still impressive yeah i still you know what i mean it's like, do you know what I found out? That Hugo Boss was the designer for the uh, SS uniforms for the Nazis. Yep. 
And I was like, but those are nice uniforms. Well, yeah. yeah, there you go. Those, I mean, they know, had I mean, a designer. Yeah, they had a serious designer. It wasn't like they just had a bunch of like yeah. factory workers make their. You know, in Porsche, they were the they were desi- he was the designer for Nazi tanks. Really? Yeah. Well. Yep. Luckily, I don't have a Porsche. That's right. And luckily, mine just is in the shop right now. Anyway, yes. clutch is sticking again. Anyway, yeah. um, what I was going to say to you: these guys now are on the move. And yet they've made a decisive error. No. <laughs> they have a uh, uh, The squad you're talking about. The squad. Not Hugo Boss. No. No. He's just fine. Except I never buy his stuff. Don't buy it. I don't. BDS. <laughs> I don't know about BDS, but I just, I'm just like, nah, I don't think I'm going to go into that store and get myself a shirt. You design shirts for the SS. We had a package of napkins. That I used for the hog just now, and I flipped it over after the hog, the, the yeah. what was left of the plastic, and I just happened to glimpse that it was made in Germany. Yeah, and I was like, "Fail," because I don't even buy napkins from Germany. But maybe, maybe it's that one family that's like, we We're take full responsibility. Yeah, okay, maybe. And like, we, and they we, did make our table look cute. I have met, I have met Germans like that, that are like, that are like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe what my country did. I like, can I help Israel in any way? That's true. I met a lady one time. And yet. In the Kupat Cholim, who was sitting with an elderly lady. Right. And she's like, I'm a volunteer. I work with Holocaust survivors. And I like, I've moved to Israel to help take care of old Holocaust survivors and just like be with them and take them to doctor's appointments yeah, yeah. and stuff like that to like make up for what we did. Right. There were, there are amazing people like that. It's true. And yet. Yes. Those guys. They just, uh, um, uh, they just allocated 100 million euros to the PA for projects in Jerusalem and Gaza. Uh, what? Yes. Oh, they just did that. Why? Because, because why, you know, why, you know, like the Holocaust didn't fully work out, so... And it's not going to be cool for us to do that anymore because, you know, but let's export it. And the other guys are already doing it. So let's, somebody told me many years ago, let's export the Holocaust. Let's re- I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Germany should be ashamed of itself. It should be ashamed of itself. That's the problem. They got no shame. Right. We said this on the show before. I, I was reading an amazing piece of literature uh, right now by Yoram Chazoni. Yeah. He explained something that I already knew and I wrote about, but he wrote about it just a little bit better. And he said, for us, the antidote to Auschwitz is Israel. Because Auschwitz meant a disempowered Jew who wasn't able to fight back. And Israel came along where we could fight back. And so therefore, Auschwitz, we stop it via Israel. He goes, but for Europe, Auschwitz was a, um, the way they understand it is that it was a natural outgrowth of hyper-nationalism and German nationalism. And the only way to stop that is to have a European Union and in a, in a, in a oh, like destroy a, nations. Right. Nationalism bad. Israel, hyper-nationalist continuation of Auschwitz. That is sick. Right. So so to us, Israel, the antidote to Auschwitz, for them, Israel, continuation, continuation of, Auschwitz. of Auschwitz. Auschwitz. You know, in my opinion, Germany that? should not be asked their opinion about anything to do with Israel. I we've talked about this a bunch of times on the show, but I think Germany should not should just say for the next 100 years, 
we have no opinion about Israel. It's like a time capsule. We go, we go, listen, we almost eradicated all these people who live over here. And a lot of them ended up over here because of our eradication plan. So how about this? We're not going to say anything this way or that way, even right. pro. We're just, we're not involving ourselves. We're right. leaving the, letting these people like yeah. re-germinate themselves we'll get, in the ground for a for yeah. hundred years. We'll, we'll, we'll help Africa. Africa. And, and in a hundred years, we will reconsider what we think about Jews, about Israel, about Palestine, about Gaza. But for a hundred years, like we're, we're out of this. Like right. we have a lot of introspection to do. We have to clean up our society and what the heck happened to our enlightened civilization and how it went totally wrong and how the nations of the world were merciful by not annihilating us after what we just did to all these people. So we are going to just be quiet. Right. Wait, now back to the modern iteration of those of that SS uniform, and that is the uh, Jihad Squad, right? And so these guys, they've made a, they've made a, a fatal error. And their error was that they just canceled Israel, the the money that was going right. to that Congress was going to allocate to reloading Israel with with uh, Iron Dome, Iron missile Dome missiles, systems. not the systems, but actual missiles. Oh, the the the, the shooty guys, the guys, the yeah, guys the, that the, go the in the machine, yeah, the rockets, the rocket bullet things, right? And they just blocked uh, sales uh, of it, sales of no, not the sale, yeah, yeah the sales, yeah, sales well, of it to Israel. Well, they, they, like the, the, allocation of yeah, the allocation of, the of it to Israel. So so. Why is that a fatal error? So, so, so I, I've been writing on Twitter like a madman the past day about it. Uh, and this guy writes to me. He's like, he's like, um, he's like, all the other Zionists on Twitter are like practically begging America to sell these uh, rockets to Israel. And I'm writing, this is like the best thing that ever happened because now, uh, now Israel's going to actually have to deal without this uh, vaccine, shall we say. Uh, of the rockets that shoot down other rockets, we're going to have to go in and clean up the mess of a Hamas-controlled Gaza. Right. We're- and people should know, by the way, that we have lived in Israel since the or, like beginning kind of, of the usage of the Iron Dome system. And before the usage of Iron Dome, when rockets would be shot at Israel, that was deeply scary. Right. Um, because you can really die. Now, with the, with the Iron Dome missile defense system, it catches two, 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 like ninety five percent of these rockets. How much is that? Like the vaccine? It feels like it's the it's, right. It catches like ninety five percent of these spike proteins, if you will, these right. very spiky things. Okay, and so you're scared, and you're sitting in your bunker, and nobody wants it. And sometimes people, honest to goodness, do get hurt. But overall, people are mostly saved by these Iron Dome, like miraculous things, right? Which is a huge blessing. Okay. But there's a downside to the blessing, which is that when you feel like you're not really being threatened, so you're calmer, right? Right? You're calmer. You're less and you, scared, and you and allow you something and, to fester. And you don't like you don't have to go after the people who are shooting these rockets, really, 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 because you know that the rockets are maybe going to do some damage and here and there, and maybe a few people will die, but like overall, everything's going to be fine. If you take away the Iron Dome, suddenly you go way back to like, you know, the Iraq War times when rockets were being shot at Israel and people were just praying in their in their bunkers. Right. And then Israel, which is has a great military might, will now have to go, okay, 
what do we have at our disposal? Right. We don't have Iron Dome defense systems, but we do have a whole ton of F-16s. So what we can do is we can go now shoot these people, make sure that they don't uh, shoot rockets at us, and this is the way that we're going to protect the people of Israel. Right. Because really the Iron Dome system is meant to protect the people of Israel. Gotcha. Now I'm Ambassador Dennis Ross, who's a real pro-two-state guy and wants Israel to be weak all the time and all that. So he says, he says, yeah, like this was a big mistake. Now that you won't sell Israel the Iron Dome, they're going to have to have put ground troops in and there's going to be a lot more people dead on both sides and all that kind of stuff right. trying to scare us. But I was like, you see, even Dennis Ross agrees. Right. Now that we don't have we're the- We're going to have to be more offensive. Right. We're gonna have to, we are going to have to actually deal with things. Uh, right. Which so, is, which is, and you know, as a person who is raising boys here in the land of Israel, uh, I can very much appreciate how much- we do not want to uh, endanger any of our beautiful boys and girls. On the other hand, like being in a situation and living in a nation where one of the values is to just sit back and wait until they're done with their day of rage of shooting rockets at us is not healthy. Right. Well said. Now, now th- that, um, that is 100% true. And, and this is exactly the mistake that Barack Obama fell into. That he actually strengthened Israel when he like forced Israel to become more independent, and and like for me, I'm just like, great, let's have our people produce these rockets. Great, let's cut away some of the huge amount of our budget. Sixty percent of our military budget goes to pay exorbitant, exorbitant, exorbitant uh, um, uh, retirement. What's it called? Uh, Pension funds. Pensions. To 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 uh, military personnel, right? Who who served? You retired know, military. Retired mer- right? We have we have way bloated. So you're gonna have to cut that and pay good and pay for our own missiles. Good. Let our people develop missiles. Good. Let our people fight the real fight. Good. Like it's just win win win. So thank you, Ilhan. Right. It's always been a difficult balancing act for the wonderful Jewish and, people. And people are like between uh between advancing through partnership with the world and tri- and like going at it decaying alone. through partnership That's of the right. world and we always have to learn how to balance our independence right. and our and our unique identity with our desire to be a part and parcel of this whole world if somebody can cut out our supply of 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 very needed rockets that ain't good even if it's a good friend of the united right. states Re- reliance on for, on another for your existential well-being is just not gonna fly it's just I, I just i can't you know what i mean like nothing could be better than this to me i'm just like i'm just it's just a good thing and and well we'll see apparently there's some other bill that might come up that where they yeah. might uh provide the iron dome i hope not i really don't hope not and i'm not against u.s israel partnership in any way i'm not i'm just not i'm just don't, don't and certainly no one wants the endangerment of the Jewish people on the land of no, Israel. No, but but at the same time, independence and strength is very important. Speaking of that, Malka, today I got a, uh, I got a, I got a, uh, our son Elazar uh, went and got the mail because here in Israel you have to get the mail; it doesn't come to your house immediately. And uh, there was a commemorative pin. No, a commemorative is not there. A uh, an army. There it is. What do you, what do you want to call that? It's called Ot. Hama'aracha b'retzuat habitachon b'levanon. A recognition. Right. He got a bar. I got a bar. I got, I got one of those. No, not a, not a bar. Is yeah, it? this is called a, 
isn't this called a bar? You no, know when I, you I, when like old army generals or old Russian I think these Jews. These are bars. I think these are bars. These are medals, and these are maybe they, they right. have those things on their chest with a million like great, yeah, weird colors and all that and metal stuff. Right, so it's I, jingly. I finally got so one myself. So you got a metal. You got a. It's not jingly. It's not it's hanging not a, down. It's not a medal. It's not a medal. It's a. It's a. It's. It's a proof that you were part of a war, uh, that you fought fought, uh, fought in a battle. And this was the Second Lebanon War. So I got that in the mail I today. I wonder why they are doing this only now. Uh, I don't know. This but was I, a long time ago. Yeah, but we got it now. Other people got it. And I was like, my friend just got it. And I was like, I want one also. Where's mine? And, okay. and it came in. And I remember my friend Tom Kareen, uh, who lost his life uh, in 1996 to a Hezbollah attack. Uh, and I remember uh, Yoav, who was uh, a short guy, who was the, he, he was a short blonde kid. And he was our number one soldier. He got the, uh, uh, he, he was the Chayal Mofet. He was the Mitztayen. He was the, uh, the exemplary, the exemplary soldier of our, of our yeah, unit. There's a bigger word than unit. All these words are hard uh, to Troop? Choose. No. It's one bigger than troop. Brigade? No, it's one smaller than Oh, brigade. I don't know yeah. the words. Yeah. Aren't uh, you the uh, one who watches military things on TV? Yeah, platoon. Uh, maybe unit. Anyway, I'm sure Jake will tell me. In any case, a hundred guys. Okay. Okay. Three platoons. Um, not a brigade. A brigade is much bigger. In any case, uh, he was a great soldier, and he lost his leg and his eye. Wow! And he went on to be a very successful person, anyway, uh, in life. But we saw a lot of stuff happen down there, uh, up there in Lebanon. Uh, and it was good to it's good to receive, get this uh, get this this pin, this badge, um, and to remember that battle. I was happy that they also recognized the South Lebanese Army, who were our partners. Uh, in this battle, and it was nice to, that they wrote about that as well when they g- gave this pen. And um, you know, I'm sure sad that Israel has shrunken and has become less big than it was when I was a kid. What do you mean? Israel used to control the Sinai, which I think we should have always held on to. South Lebanon, uh, which we you know went into uh, occupied in 1982. Uh, parts of Judea and Samaria that today are under the PA control. Uh, we used to be bigger. And it hurts me to have a, a, a retrograde motion in terms of uh, the size of Israel and therefore the, the, the therefore the the land strength of Israel. Uh, but at the same time, I, I do remember that the, those battles for Israel's security in the north. It saddens me that 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 in the north today there are still about two hundred thousand Hezbollah rockets trained at us. Well, Yishai, you know we are broadcasting from our sukkah. Yep. And, you know, we could talk about realpolitik all day long. Yeah, but that is not the commandment of the, the day. But in the end of the day, right. Hashem decides. Mm-hmm. And we sit in the in the in in Hashem's... Uh, supernal? Supernal. Supernal light? Yeah, supernal light. And we sit in um, Hashem's world. Right. In the little box that Hashem put us in. Right. And we are at his mercy. Right. And we pray that he... Uh, Gives us a little wink and likes us and, you know, w- winks at us through the schach and we That's can right. wink back at him. That's right. And there's just lots of great stuff, Ishai. You know, with a, in the end of the day, all the things and what's good and what's bad and what shrunk and what grew. But the Jewish people are living on the land of Israel. We are doing fine. We are having businesses. We are raising children. We are buying milk. We are making right. brisket and baklava. That's right. And we are, we are Baruch Hashem, mostly doing fine. We're, it's really going to be awesome. And we have a lot to look forward to. And That's Hashem, right. as a great storyteller, 
um, who chose to um, communicate with us through a big story. That's right. That he wrote for us called the Torah. Um, and his guys wrote some more of the story called the Tanakh. And as a great storyteller, I am sure that even if it's a cliffhanger, that it's going to be a happy ending. Right. And lots of good stuff. And he has promised us. And we are excited to see what unfolds next. Nahan. And it's all about our children, Mama. It's about it's about passing it on. And I have with us here uh, our beloved son, Elazar Menachem. Oh, Elazar, Elazar on the show. Welcome to the program. Hi. So nice to have you here. It is. Yes. <laughs> it is pretty nice. It is pretty nice. It is pretty nice. And you're pretty awesome. And it's you're having a nice Sukkot. You helped build the Sukkah. You helped build a lot of stuff. You've been photographing birds today for a competition. Are you enjoying your Sukkot? Yeah, it's really fun. That's really good. And we have with we have in our sukkah a lot of wind today, so I had to strengthen it so the schach doesn't fly away, as they say in Hebrew. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. It means it's something really cool. You like the your schach. It's gonna fly. It's gonna blow your hair off. Socks off. That's right. But 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 it sucks. Blow your schachs off. Schachs off. That's right. Now listen. Now listen, Elazar. In the sukkah. We also remember not only our own sukkah that, that wants to blow away sometimes, but we also remember the sukkah David Hanufalet, the fallen sukkah of David, which we're, we're, we want to rebuild. So I thought me and you could sing a little song. They should, I think in that sukkah they also should have strengthened strengthen the schach. That's right. They got to strengthen the schach. So let's sing together. Here we go. Ha-rachamanu yakim lanu Et suka davidano falet Ha-rachamanu yakim lanu Et suka davidano falet Ha-rachamanu yakim lanu Et suka davidano falet Di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di-di
support for this show that comes through Prohibition Pickle, okay? Making making the sukkah time, sukkah hopping, so much fun. Oh, I forgot to ask Elzer about sukkah hopping. Uh, but 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 you can get salami, you can get pickles, you can get hot sauce. I used the hot sauce just we yesterday. We some salami during our holiday, I believe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you made me a great salami sandwich and also... Uh, on your brisket, I use some of the hot sauce. Yeah, that's prohibition pickle. Brisket. Uh, so that was great brisket, Malka. Yeah, thanks. Great job, great job. And so that's prohibition pickle. Check them out on Facebook and on uh, and on Instagram. All right. Uh, so check that out. Elazar, come back here for just one second. You also went sukkah hopping. Is that correct? Tell me what sukkah hopping means. Hopping from one sukkah to the other sukkah. But what's that about, though? You uh, go to sukkahs and, and, and give them dress out and or ask a question. Or this time a lot of people said that they were asking them jo- uh, jokes related to sukkahs. And then they give you candies in reward. Mm-hmm. So kids go from sukkah to sukkah answering little Torah questions or saying like a nice Torah thought or telling a sukkah joke. And then they give you a treat. And you're holding. You right came now, back with quite a load of candies. You're holding a, a box of Michael and Ichilov, <laughs> also known as Mike and Ike, right? I okay. think Ike is Isaac, right? Is Ike so Isaac? Michael and Yitzchak. Oh, it's not Ichilov. Ichilov is a hospital. <laughs> it just sounds like Ike. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't think so. Okay. 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 But you got a, a box of Mike and Ike there. That's pretty good. That's a. That's a score. Ah, the sound of Mike and Ike. The sound of mitzvot. The Sound of Commandments. Okay, and your sister is here. Lab, been wanting for you to come sound in. Sound of joy. The Sound of joy. So happy Sukkot to you and enjoy your 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 Michael and Echelov. Lab, Atzion Fleischer, you are for joining us. Everybody wants to hear from you to say Chag Samech. How's your Chag been going so far? It's been amazing. It's been really nice and great weather. That's you, true. Great you, weather. You worked very hard, except for the radical winds. You've yeah. been working. <laughs> you you worked very hard to also establish this uh, Sukkah uh, days before the Chag. What did that include? I wasn't part of lifting all the stuff, uh, all the different parts from downstairs, uh, from our machsan, from our storage area. But that includes storage, um, that includes making sure that all the pieces are okay and whatever is a little broken to fix it. Um, That includes building the sukkah, putting the schach, zip-tying everything down, a lot of different things. Yes, we like it when the children grow up so they can do the work. And then decorations. You have a very fabulous decoration here. Yes, we would like to thank Pinterest and YouTube for their <laughs> participation in sukkah making this year. That's right. And also this year, an innovation in the Fleischer sukkah, and that is that we built a second sukkah, a sun sukkah. Yes. This is our, we're right now in the closed one, and then there's one that has only schach, and the walls are kind of the, the walls of the, the balcony. of our balcony. Right, and so it's just... It's, it's, it's open, but a kosher sukkah. It's, oh, it's totally kosher, and it's au natural. There is no decorations, no nothing, just a beautiful view of the Judean mountains. Okay. And what else, Leah? Anything else that you want to tell us about this Chag? Anything that's, uh, anything that's moving for you? This, uh, any Dvartor that you said to people what about Dvartor that you talked about? Simcha? I went sukkah hopping this year for the first time. And so usually they ask you to say a Dvartor. So I was thinking, what can I say? So I was just like, the main thing that we say before Sukkot is, uh, So, ach means rak, only, only happy. And I was wondering, why are we only happy on Sukkot? Like, why do we have to be only happy on Sukkot? Like, uh, um, Pesach, 
We went out of Egypt. We left. We're our, we're our own people. But it doesn't say that we need to be happy. And then I was thinking, maybe it's to repent over the, um, <clears throat> over the years that we were in the desert complaining, wanting, needing. And we read about it in the Parshat Shavuot about how we always ask for things. We were always upset. We always wanted and we were never happy with what we had. But now that we were, we were kicked out of our homes, we have to sleep sometimes in the rain, in the cold, and we have to be outside. Um, so now that that happened, we have to stay happy and we have to show that we're repenting for those years that we did exactly the opposite. All right. I like that very, very nice. much. Bravo. Very good. Okay. Elzor, give her a great mic and Ike. Michael Vechelov. Here you go. All right. Maka Fleischer, uh, a wonderful, wonderful Sukkot to you. I want to bless all of our uh, friends. Followers and listeners, I wanna I wanna uh, thank you, Chavit Seidman, Moshe Herman, Ben Bresky. You have it on a birthday. God bless you. By the way, happy birthday to you, Chavit. We love you so much. And she sent me. You are so important to us. She sent me a picture that I wanted her to send me, which is of her years uh, being in the Peace Corps in Africa and driving a dirt bike throughout Africa. And I she she sent me that photo of her back in the days pre Chabad. Pre Chabad, that's right. Uh, And I wanna. I, I there's so many people that I would love to say hi to personally. But all of you guys out there, so much love in all the countries that you're in. I know that you're in all kinds of places from Sweden to Switzerland, uh, from Australia to Angola. I don't know if we I have anyone made, in Angola. Uh, no, you never know, Malcolm. Not yet. You never know. If, if you're from Angola, please write me an email, yes. yishaifleischer.com. Uh, but in any case, do- I want to thank all the donors, people who gave yes. before Rosh Hashanah, people yes. who gave before Yom Kippur. Yes. Um, you, mean, you mean a lot to us, and you make this- show possible and you make a lot of the work that we're doing possible and we want to thank you and bless you with a happy healthy successful new year um with just sitting under the the uh in the shade of hashem's uh supernal supernal (laughs) sitting in the shade of hashem's supernal light i love that word and i don't know if you could sit in the shade of light but that's an oxymoron it seems but (laughs) that you that you should be blessed and protected that's a good name for the show sitting in the shade of light Nice. L- light of shade? No, shade no, no. Of, no. Yeah, shade of light. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Supernal. Supernal. That's right, supernal. The Hashem should be with you. Amen. That's right. And everybody should pray, when will the Shekhinah, will God's presence rest with me and be in my home? And and uh, it says it says uh, in the Talmud, it says, if you come to my home, I will come to your home. And if you come to Hashem's home, you want to serve Hashem, you want to call out to Him, uh, you, you, you come towards Him, you support the building of Eretz Israel and Jerusalem and Hebron, and you support God's home, he will support your home. And when you're sitting in the sukkah, that's also Hashem's home. It may not be the Beit HaMikdash, but this is the house that Hashem, Hashem demanded that you build. That's right. He, he commanded you to build. Right. And when you're sitting in Hashem's house, no matter what happens, you can only be happy. That's because right. Because everything Hashem does is for the best. Amen. Amen. And so sitting in Hashem's house means having total faith that whatever it is that you face, and God willing, it should be only nice things and sweet things. But whatever it is that we face, we can only be happy. We have to be happy because if Hashem decided it, then it's good. Amen. I want to wish everybody a Chag Sameach. Please write me an email, email Yisha, yishaifleisha.com. Thank you to the Land of Israel Network for hosting, to Ari and Jeremy for making uh, this network happen. Thank you to all the other uh, show hosts on the network. God bless you guys wherever you are. Don't stay strangers out there. Stay connected. Stay part of the story. Tune in to our show and also tune in to God's Message, which is broadcasting 24-7, 
from Zion, Ki Mitzion Tetzet Torah, Dvar Hashem, Yerushalayim. God's voice is being heralded here in Zion, and it is bringing a time of redemption and awesomeness, and we're a part of it, and we're overcoming over all kinds of stuff, and we're going to be strong, because when the, when the going gets tough, you know where we are, okay? And I know where you are. We are part of an amazing team of something that's amazing happening in our time. We are part of a redemptive process, and we're not going to give up. We're not going to fall down. We're not going to get confused. We have something awesome that's awaiting for us. There's some bumps on the roads, but that's awesome as well. That makes it all the more you know, sweet. sweet in the we'll end. There. Amen. All right, folks, more great stuff is on the way. Stay tuned, stay strong, stay connected, stay loving, and stay blessed from the land of blessings. And shalom. Chag Sameach. My name is Jeremy Gimpel, and I live here in the mountains of Judea. And in these unprecedented times, I wanted to offer you a gift from the land of Israel. We've been here at the cutting edge of the Jewish return to the land of Israel. We've come to the place where King David first assembled his men and where he wrote most of the book of Psalms. We are quite literally transforming this desert mountain area into a Garden of Eden-like oasis. Watching prophecy manifest into reality, we felt called to reach out to the nations, to teach them lessons from the Bible in the original Hebrew, unlocking insights and understandings that you can only get if you read the text in its original language and from a Judean perspective. I hope to see you at the Land of Israel Fellowship. Shalom.